Hi, welcome to the latest and greatest of the Honest Modern Dating Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about love shift, or more, more, more specifically, how to shift your love. Because what I find is people have an upper limit and a lower limit to what they think they deserve. Whether or not that lower limit or upper limit is something that you consciously know, it does actually exist. So for example, you know, some people call this standards, some people call this boundaries. But when we talk about lower limits, we often talk about the idea that, uh, you know, there are things that we refuse to happen. You know, we might refuse for someone to stand us up on a date. Or someone might refuse for someone to, uh, you know, to actually uh, jeopardize their time. Or someone might refuse to be with someone who isn't fit. You know, we all have these lower standards, things that we perceive that are what we are worthy of or what we think are insults. Now, generally speaking, the more things that we think of are in our lower limit of our standards, the more we actually increase what our lower limit are, the more we realize what we don't want is, that way we can start to understand and appreciate what we do want. So what we actually want to do is basically increase our lower limits, which is scary for some people because what happens is, is when you increase your lower limits, you're actually increasing the amount or decreasing the, the pool of people that you can meet or the potentials of the relationship. Uh, and that's scary because if you go out or if you meet people or if you're on Tinder or something like that, and well, you know, and you're not just looking for any, everyone, you're looking for someone specific, then all of a sudden the sheer quantity of people you can meet are suddenly lower, right? This is what I'm referring to. Often we can talk about when it comes to dating relationships or even like just people, you know, there's our inner mentality and our outer mentality. And this is the inner mentality. The outer mentality is what you say and what you do. And often that can create beliefs, right? But here we're talking about our inner mentality. Because our inner mentality can actually shape our experiences based on how we view the world. If you believe that love is around the corner, you will find it. If you believe that men will hurt you, then they will. You will find a way for them to hurt you. Or you will put them in positions where they have because you've been suspecting that they've been cheating on you. So... What we want to do here is take a look at our lower limits because what I find is, is a lot of people settle in their relationships that they have because they're in a position where they, where they don't believe they're worth more or they don't know what more looks like. But there is always another level. There is always another level to what you potentially want or what you could want. Because if you're in a loveless relationship, what might have to change is, well, you might have to change. If you're in a loveless relationship, you might have to stop tolerating that shit. If you're in a relationship where someone doesn't respect you, instead of changing the person, change yourself. Because if you're in a relationship with someone that doesn't respect you, maybe you've got to demand that respect. And it's, and it's hard and it's scary sometimes for people because they're thinking, what if I do that and I stand up for myself and someone and that person doesn't love me? Well, if you stand up for yourself, that person doesn't love you, then they only loved you for the role that you played in their life. It's as simple as that. So we want to hold ourselves to standards. And our lower standards when it comes to people should be all those things that you fucking hate. You know, sure, you can have a list that's too big that might scare off some people, right? But you're more likely to actually find the people that you actually genuinely want.
you know? It's like I always point out the idea that Richard Branson once said, and I really love this, and I, I paraphrase because I can't actually remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but he was talking about the fact that, you know, in university, and I've even said this as well, where, you know, it's like sometimes the thing that ruins our confidence is not necessarily, it's, it's not us, it's the people we're hanging out with. It's the people that, you know, because it's like they perceive that life is shit. Or they perceive that, you know, all relationships are hard work. And there is some work in relationships, but it doesn't have to be hard. It, there is some work, but, you know, it's whether you decide that it means that it's terrible and you should break up or whatever, or it means you're about to take your relationship to the next level. So when it comes to standards, our lower limits should be fucking increased. Those things that you hate should be things that no longer are to tolerable. Personally, I hate it when someone uh, stands me up. Also, I hate it when someone doesn't get a hint. Because I can coach people, I can change the way people think, but I do not want to have to do that in a relationship. And this is what happens, is that sometimes so many people, because they're blurring the lines, that they are, they're making leeways of their standards, they might like someone, but not fully, but they, they fall in love with the idea of them. They fall in love with them, maybe they can change them. You know, maybe that with time they'll get to know you and things like that might change. And that's true, because when two people are dating, they change, but you do not want to have to get into a relationship with someone that you have to change. It's as simple as that. The more that you are in a relationship with someone, and you're in the relationship because you think you can change them, the less you should be with them. Because, sure, when you're with someone for a long term, you know, things like shit happens and you have to consistently get back into alignment and stuff like that. But if you're doing it at the start of the relationship and you haven't even gotten together, then something is wrong and you have to realize that maybe it's a bad connection. You know, you know, I love Eckhart Tolle's uh, quote where he says, and I posted on my Instagram recently at the time of releasing this, and he says that... Um, uh, whatever is the world is withholding from the world, uh, whatever the world is withholding from you, you are withholding from the world, you know? And if, if you want the best kind of love and relationship, honestly, if you want something that is fucking phenomenal and out of this world, we have to start take, taking a look at what you're withholding from the world. Because if you want someone to love you and respect your time, then you might have to love people and respect your own time and their time. You know, you should hold yourself to the standard that you need. Now, what I find is, is a lot of people have this weird little sense of entitlement. This little sense of entitlement that someone is just going to come along and do everything for them. And then when things get hard, they give up. They're in the things and they, they push and they push and they push up until a certain point and they give up. What happens... When a baby learns to walk. If the baby gets up and falls over, what do you do? You say, hey, you did a really good job in baby talk, probably. You can tell I'm no good with kids. Not yet, currently. And uh, you'd say, hey, let's, let's give it another go. And I paraphrase, because obviously you would say it in a way that the baby can understand. But what happens when we try? We say, no, it was too hard. We fucking give up. We say we got hurt, and that's it, all men are terrible, or all people are terrible. And that way we just stop trying. And we decide, and we backwards rationalize, we backwards rationalize 
that that was not what we wanted in the first place. Now, one of my favorite stories, a little folktale, is about the fox and the grapes. So there was this fox, and I think this is an Indian story. Little fox, you can imagine him just with his little fur, and he's ruffling up with his little soft little paws, little silent hunter. And he's walking through the forest, because that's what foxes do. So he's walking through the forest, and he's going to visit his friend, who lives on the other side of the forest. So he's got a long walk ahead of him. And so he's walking, and he's walking, and he's walking, and as he's walking, he gets hungrier and thirstier. And he gets hungrier and hungrier and hungrier and thirstier and thirstier and thirstier. So you can imagine yourself as this little fox. You know, you're, you're feeling parched. You're feeling hungry and you're not really quite sure where in your body you're feeling it. But you're, you're, not, really, you're not really like there. Your, your mind is being consumed by this food and the need for water. And then in this amazing thirst, you see some grapes on the top of a tree just hanging there. And so as a fox, you try and jump it. You try and jump to get it. And you jump and you jump and you jump and you jump and you jump. But you cannot get these grapes. So what the fox does in this story is the fox decides that the grapes weren't even sweet or anything after all. That the grapes were actually sour. That in fact, this fox didn't even want the grapes. But what are you going to do if you're the fox? Are you going to give up? on what could be amazing and delicious and exciting and extravagant, if you can tell we're no longer talking about grapes anymore, or are you going to give up and backwards rationalize that it's their fault that all men are jerks, or that it was just never in your cards, or you just can't find someone good enough? Because the truth is, all of this might be true, but it's not going to help you. There's a thing that I call really useless thoughts. Now, really useless thoughts are sometimes what people would call realism or pessimism. You know, they say, all men are jerks, or it's very hard, or that's one of my favorite words when people say they say hard, it's so hard, you know, or, um, you know, it's like, or I'm not attractive, or I'm not enough for love, or, you know, it's just like there's no good men in my city, or, you know, it's, it's not the right time, I just need to focus on my work and things like that. Sure, they might all be true. You might be unlovable. You might be ugly. You might be all of this bullshit. But the fucking truth is, if that's true, that focusing on it is not going to help you. Being in the position where you think that, oh, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not pretty enough, or, you know, I'm not attractive enough or whatever, that might be true, but thinking that is not going to help you. And it's a simple decision to decide that if you make that thought anymore, that your standards are now so increased that if you're going to be in a situation where you feel like someone is, or you feel that you are feeling substandard, to immediately make a change in your body, make a change in your mind, shift your thoughts. Now, there are things that you can do every, every day to trigger that, you know, like stand guard at, the, at your minds to make sure that the information that you consume doesn't necessarily... Uh, sabotage your mind but it's like we need to stand guard and we need to make sure that the information that we're perceiving actually is beneficial to us because if you watch some bullshit shows about people who get rejected pretty soon you're gonna feel like one of them and if you're hanging out with a lot of people who feel like love is terrible don't even try let's just get drunk 
and let's just hang out and smoke weed. And that's the thing that you do every Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, the day you decide, because that's what makes you feel good. Because you're numbing yourself. Then maybe you got to decide to reject those friends. This is why I often say that rejection is a good thing. Because when someone rejects you, you learn something. Hmm, that's weird. But also, when you reject someone, you're communicating to your mind that your standards are increased. You're communicating to yourself that you deserve more than this. Isn't that strange? That if... You're about to go on a date and you don't feel it because you think, oh, you know, I'm just doing it because it's fun or whatever. And you decide to cancel that date. You're actually making yourself much more stronger and powerful. Hell, if someone is treating you badly in general, not even talking about dating, let's just talk about relationships in general for a second. If someone is treating you like shit and a, or a like a friend is treating you like shit, wouldn't it be great if that person didn't treat you like shit? Or wouldn't it be great if that person even was ar wasn't around? You know, so the more that you reject other people, and I'm not saying go and destroy your life, because doing that is just another excuse to self-sabotage. What I'm saying is to actively decide to increase your lower limit standards about what you deserve in your life. Because if the more people you reject, the more people you say no to, what you're actually doing is saying yes to a better quality of people. You know, this is what we can call high quality dating or high quality relationships, high quality love, high quality work relationships, high quality relationships with your parents. The more you say no to certain situations, the more you're actually saying yes to certain situations. And this is the fucking truth. Now, the second thing we have is our upper limit standards. These are the scary ones. Because sure, it's, it's good to say that we deserve more than being treated like absolute shit. But what do we actually deserve? The truth is, most people have an upper limit standard in their head, whether they know it or not, and then they sabotage themselves. They have this upper limit standard where they think, okay, you know, this is enough, but not too much, you know. I, I, gotta, I gotta bat within my league, as some people say. You know, that person's way out of your league, mate. Mate, as we say in Australia. And what I find is, is that whether it's a conscious or un subconscious con uh, idea, like a, a response, people actually do that. They operate within what they believe the world is like. And that's bullshit. Because we're worth so much more. An upper limit standard might be that, you know, it's, we can't be happy all the time. It might be true, but you can definitely fucking fight for it. That's a really useless thought to think you can't be happy all the time. Or an upper limit standard might be that your, um, you know, it's like, oh, love will come in, in time. I'll focus on work more. You know, because you believe that, you know, your upper limit is, it's not going to happen now. And that's what happens. Is that we have these unconscious beliefs that get in our fucking way. Whether you know it or not. You know what we always say is actions speak louder than words, right? When you're dating someone, look at their actions, not necessarily their words. But look at your own actions. 
because your actions will tell you more about what you're actually thinking and feeling than what you're actually thinking and feeling. This is why most people, you know, they get really upset. They're like, oh, I'm procrastinating or I'm doing this or I, I really wanted to go and talk to that person, but I didn't. What would happen if you put yourself in a situation where you had to succeed? You probably would. I had the honor of uh, turning around a suicide this week. You know, I don't want to talk too much about it, but you know, the next day she messaged me saying that, you know, she was so thankful that I came to her in that right time. And that I'm, you know, it was to me it was actually on my birthday. You know, I, I had a spare moment. I decided to check some messages, and someone was in his like hysterics. So I had to get on the phone, and I had to solve that situation right now. You know, but my standard is, my personal standard is, I should be able to help anyone, everyone, still have a smile on my face afterwards, and be able to connect with people like I've been fully rested, and my whole day was designed to connect with those people. That's a standard I keep of myself. And sure, I might not keep it all the time, but if I hold myself to that standard and that what happened most of the time, pretty soon it's going to be conditioned and it's going to happen more often than I realize. And guess what happened after I got off that call? I cried. I cried because when you're on this call and you have to save someone's life, you don't get a chance to feel. But guess what was happening downstairs? It was my mom and my sister coming to celebrate my birthday. So bang, I decided to change the way I was feeling, shift my focus. I can always feel that later because right then and there, my family was there to celebrate with me for my birthday and I needed to give them my full attention like I'd spent my day preparing for it. So that's what I did. And it's a beautiful thing when you can control your body like that and can control your mind. When you can get to that level of communication and you can get to that level of caring and that you not only want to do it, but you have that conviction to do it. Because you have this conviction in your life that you think that you deserve more than this and that it's possible. And most people think that it's hard. They complain that it's hard or they blame the other party. They say it's not my control or whatever. And they blame 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 the other people. And they say that life is too hard. That might be true, but the answer is simple. And focusing on the fact that it's hard will not help you. Now, this has been a podcast where we've talked about the kind of the, the, the inner part of your life, your inner confidence, your inner mo modalities, things like that. But it's true. This is all important. So I want you to take some time now, between now and the next podcast, to actually actively think about what you tolerate in your life and what you stop yourself from experiencing. Because you'll notice what you tolerate are the things that you... Uh, you're in the gray zone of your lower limits of your standards. Because if you're tolerating them and you're, you're not necessarily being happy from them, then maybe it's time to make a change, to make an active choice that you deserve more than this. But also take a look at what you're stopping yourself. Because if you want to say, for example, go out and have a, you know, go to the gym and have a really good body, but you're eating cake because you believe that, you know, you can still do both. I'm sorry that that's not going to happen. You know, you have to kind of make a choice about which one you want and what you're going to do to make it happen. You know, and then often people say that I don't feel good enough. 
but making a choice, deciding regardless of if you know how to do it or not, and figuring out along the way, often that's the thing that feels really good. So thank you for listening to this very aggressive, very angry, honest modern dating podcast with me, Harvey Hook. And as always, let's get to number one on Triple J, not Triple J, let's get to number one on iTunes in the sexuality section. That's that. That's what I'm gunning for. And uh, Hannah Riley from Triple J uh, is number one. So let's bring her down. She knows I'm coming for her. I, well, I hope she does. I'm sending her psychic beacons. Beacons. And thank you so much for listening. As always, share this podcast with everyone you know. It really supports me. We're on a fucking mission to change the world. We're on a mission to make sure people can actually explore love fully for what they want. And I'm cooking up something big soon, by the way. I'm cooking up something big. So, yeah. So listen to this podcast. You've listened to it. It was really good. Uh, just another little thing is, um, a lot of people don't actually know this, but I have a whole bunch of free guides and stuff like that on my website. So go to www.gethimhooked.com. Uh, go to the top, you'll see a little section that says guides. In there, I have some guides. I have an audio book. I have some various little eBooks and things like that that are all available for free. Get on that shit because the programs that I have go up towards a round of 10 grand. And so if you can have stuff for free, like this podcast and things like that, this is what life's about. You know, the, the biggest growth and things like that are often in the power of repetition. You know, you go to the gym once, you lift one weight. Sure, you might lift it a heavy weight, your muscles feel sore and stuff like that, but you are not going to grow as much as if you lift that weight heavy every day. And obviously going for a program, working with me one-on-one, things like that, that's going to be the shit that create changes your life and makes the like the growth the most, like the most maximum. But... You know, in the, at the very least, I want you to consume as much as you can because I'm here. My gift is to give to you, you know. It would be selfish if I didn't. So thank you so much for listening. Get on that shit. Uh, cons- like consume, let me know. I want you to know. I love it when people send me messages where they go through and they've said, oh, I've binged a lot of your stuff. I love that. It's really funny. You know, occasionally once a week I get someone's like, I binge watched all your YouTube videos. I'm like, even the first ones, even the terrible ones. Oh my God. Um, but you know, and then someone will say they binge watched or uh, listened to all these podcasts and stuff like that. And I love you people. You guys make me so happy. So, um, thanks so much. Have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great morning. Whatever you're doing, if you're riding in the car home, if you're sitting at home or about to have a shower or eating food with the headphones in your ear, I love you. You're an amazing human being. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey. And thanks for everyone who sent me a happy birthday on my birthday. I seriously got fucking inundated with emails and messages and Facebook things and all this kind of stuff that I was like, holy shit. Uh, like I, I can't get back to everyone. It was insane. Um, that was the first time I normally have a thing where I will reply to people's messages, no matter what emails, whatever. Um, but that was the first time that I was like, I couldn't do it. You know, I had to like bulk message people and be like, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. So as always, thank you so much. I appreciate every one of you. You guys are amazing. I would not be me without you. One last thing. I always get so caught up and sentimental at the end of these things. There's a saying that says, um, you know, if I stand tall, it's because I stood on the shoulder of giants. I personally also believe that if I stand tall, it's because I made other people giant as well. So thank you so much. And let's let's make giants out of love. Let's get into that love shift. Goodbye.